Thursday. Today is February the 29th, and you're listening to My Farm. Well, more people in 2022 were hurt or killed in grain bin incidents than they were the year prior, according to a study done by Purdue University Extension. Last week was Grain Bin Safety Week, and we want to take a look at some things to keep in mind when you're handling grain this time of year. Stay tuned. We'll be back with that and more after this message from our sponsor. Sponsored by Seed Consultants. Simply the best value in the seed industry. Learn more at seedconsultants.com. Taking a look at your agricultural headlines, it's important to remember grain bin safety when working near stored grain. And despite events like Grain Bin Safety Week that was held last week, the number of farm workers injured or killed in agricultural confined space incidents continues to rise. Those who work near stored grain need to follow established safety practices, and grain should be stored properly to prevent accidents, according to safety experts. Now, in the latest available report, that being the 2022 Summary of U.S. Combined Spaces-Related Injuries and Fatalities from Purdue, it found a number of accidents within stored grain continues to grow. There were 83 cases in 2022 involving agricultural-related confined space incidents. 24 were fatal, 59 were non-fatal. This represents a 40.7% increase over the 59 cases reported back in 2021. Now, there were no fewer than 42 grain-related entrapments in 2022, representing a 44.8% increase over the year prior. That is the highest number of grain entrapments in over a decade, according to the report. And grain entrapment is the most common agricultural confined-spaced incidents. Others would include falls, asphyxiation and poisoning, entanglements, and fire or explosion. Now, IA reported the most cases with 24 back in 2022, including those related to fires and explosions, followed by Indiana with six, Minnesota with six, and Ohio with six. On a positive note, in 2022, the reported number of fatality incidents at 29% compared to 59% historically, so that was lower. Now, like with any farm accident, the thought that it will, quote, never happen to me is a common misconception. According to Emily Craigberg, she's the University of Minnesota Extension Educator in Farm Safety and Health, Farmers do the same task over and over, and often this lulls people into a false sense of security, they said. That's when the accidents happen. It's really a mindset that needs to be altered. You need to be aware of the hazards and mitigate those risks. The 2023 Summary of Agriculture Confined Spaces and Related Injuries and Fatalities will be released by Purdue Extension coming up later this spring. For those that work within stored grain, so they should educate themselves on the dangers in grain bins and flowing grains. First, you need to use that lockout-tagout method with equipment when working on grain handling facilities. Physically put a lock on the equipment's power supply that would prevent someone from starting the unloading auger while someone else is working in the bin. Another basic safety rule is not go in the bins if you don't need to, and if someone has to go, make sure they're using a safety harness. Farmers often cite a lack of available funds maybe as an obstacle to purchasing grain bin safety equipment, but there are a number of ways around that and different grants and funds available. Also, they recommend using those safety harnesses, which would be tied to an anchor point in the bin itself, And never working alone, other safety rules would include having a fully charged cell phone and perhaps most importantly, knowing the condition of that grain before you begin to work with it. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after this message from our sponsor. Williamson Crop Insurance, home of Decision Max. Decision Max allows you a simple solution to analyze your operation and make informed marketing and crop insurance decisions to mitigate your risks. 
Manage your whole operation in one place with the ability to blend counties, marketing, and insurance coverage to give a complete overview of your operation. Williamson Crop Insurance, protecting the eastern Corn Belt since 1980. Learn more at cropcoverage.com. Thanks, Joe. We're going to change directions. Take a look now at the latest information concerning highly pathogenic avian influenza in our nation, its impact on poultry flocks, and prevention and mitigation efforts. USDA's Rod Bain has more. When it comes to the current status of highly pathogenic avian influenza in our nation, the Agriculture Department's chief veterinarian recently offered a one-word response to state directors and commissioners of agriculture. Still. As in still around, according to Dr. Roseberry Sifford. This current outbreak of high path AI actually began almost two years ago and as of January of this year was credited for the slaughter of nearly 82 million birds, mostly egg-laying poultry, in 47 states. I think we've seen our surges and we've seen the troughs over the last couple of years in the October, November, early December timeframe, we saw another surge. We are still very consistently seeing that the surges are associated mostly with direct introductions from wild birds and it's when you have wild birds in your neighborhood. Yet a silver lining can be found thanks in part to improved biosecurity efforts of bird owners. We are still seeing very low rates of farm-to-farm transmission, lateral spread. Because of the long-term nature of this current high-path avian influenza outbreak, we do have to really keep our watch up. I think in some cases we're seeing a little bit of fatigue and we're all tired of this now, but it's really, really important that we keep the message up that biosecurity is still supremely important, particularly if there are wild birds in your neighborhood. The chief veterinarian adds USDA and its Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service continues to review, evaluate, and adjust its response to HPAI cases as they are detected. We continue to look at our stamping out policy as a whole and whether that's still the most effective policy for us to consider. At this time, that definitely is where we believe that we are. In terms of what the rest of 2024 might look like, regarding the trends towards a continued high-path AI outbreak. We are still seeing detections in the wild birds. While the numbers are lower, they're still there. And so I would expect that as long as the migration comes back, at this point it seems like they're going to be carrying the virus. So I think we should be prepared for that as we move into the spring. There's a lot of work going on around what's going on with this virus and how is it persisting in the wild birds. Hopefully we'll learn more from that work and be able to use that to inform our procedures. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Rod. That's what's making agricultural news on my farm. For my 102.7 WMYW, I'm Dusty Sonnenberg. You have a great day.